Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. What we recommend doing is printing out a list or writing down a list of non-negotiables for each person, really. Like mainly your, you know, you and your husband, because that's or your spouse, that's mm-hmm. the main people that are there, but your children matter too. So write down your non-negotiables and put them in order. This is my top number one. This is what I want in this house down to. This is the thing I like, but you know, it's, it doesn't have to be. And then as you're figuring out your budget and you're allotting it towards those different items, do your best to treat it equally. So, you know, Daniel gets something, I get something. Mm-hmm. And then as you work down, it's staying equal. So Daniel's not getting his top five things. And then I only got one thing. You're, you're kind of equally going back and forth on this list with the budget and making sure that at least you're getting your top one or two per person. Mm-hmm. And the further down it goes, obviously, the more negotiable it is. Sure. So if like me, it was a wraparound porch and a massive window over my kitchen sink. For me, those are my two like non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. These are what I want. Yeah. And so we just made sure that we, we made room in the budget to make those things happen. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, Noelle, welcome to Sheep. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, absolutely. I am looking forward to this episode. I'm like ready to soak up all the best tips you have. Uh, But before we dig into everything about creating your own home and creating your dream home on a budget, I would love if you can share a little bit of your story. You and your husband, Daniel, built your dream home almost entirely on your own, which I find incredibly impressive. (laughs) But tell us what that journey was like and why it was important to you both to build a home together. So when I met my husband, Daniel, we hadn't, I think it had been like two months into our relationship. And he shared with me that since high school, he had dreamed of building his own home with his own hands. Hmm. And fast forward like 10 years and we were cleaning out the garage at the house we built. And I actually found the piece of paper from high school where he had written out like three dreams for his life. And it was get married, have lots of kids and build my own house someday. So it was really, it truly was something he had always dreamed of. Look at the boys' dreams. Most guys are like, play in the NFL, like be a rock star. (laughs) So I know, (laughs) I know. I said the same thing. I'm like, that is just Daniel (laughs) through and through. So I loved it. My dad was a big DIYer. So I had grown up around that and just growing up in poverty. Like Mm -hmm. that was just something you had that grit. Like Mm -hmm. if you wanted something done, you figured out a way to make it happen because money wasn't the first resource that you turn to. Mm -hmm. So I loved it. I said, let's make that happen. 
And for the next seven years, we worked toward that goal. Mm, Love that. So, okay, I want to touch on what you just said because, you know, you didn't start with a ton of money that you could just spend on your home. And like you just said, you've written even in your personal story about overcoming generational poverty. So can you share a little bit more about what that was like and how you handled the financial aspect of building a home? It doesn't sound like it was something you just did overnight. Oh, no, definitely not. So Daniel and I didn't have much money, either one of us. So when we got married and we kind of looked toward the future and, you know, just talked about the kind of life that we wanted to build and what was important to us. And we decided to make a really big sacrifice that a lot of people kind of looked at us really funny for. We moved into a camper for two years and we found somebody that allowed us to own or finance it. And for two years, we paid like $300 a month. And at the end of the two years, we were able to sell the camper, recoup almost exactly what we had paid for it. So it was almost like this little nest egg. Plus, we had saved all that money, you know, for the two years while we minimized our living expenses. And we focused that time on growing Daniel's business, trying to get it to a point where it could sustain our family and, you know, just allow us to grow further down the road. So we didn't, you know, it was a big sacrifice at the time, but looking back, it was an awesome two years. It made us grow closer as a family. You, you couldn't get mad at each other and like run downstairs and sleep on the couch. Like you, you had 10 feet, you know, you had to kind of figure it out. You couldn't get away from each other. Yep. So it was a wonderful thing for our relationship. And it allowed us to be in a position to finance the build on down the road. But even in that financing, we weren't paying cash. You know, we didn't have just like this wad of cash in the bank that we we're just going to plop down on this this house. So we were very frugal with the build. We found land that was very well priced. We did kind of an unorthodox thing. We found it. It wasn't even for sale. We ended up finding the owners on the county website. Daniel went to their house and said, hey, would you guys be interested in selling this? It took us almost a year to make it happen, but they did end up selling it to us. So we got a good price on that. And then our plan from there was just to take the amount we were able to get financed for and stretch it out, do the bare minimum to get in, which to get your certificate of occupancy. Normally you need like, you know, a bathroom, running water, the necessities. So we thought we'll get those things. And then maybe over the next five years, we'll finish it out. You know, we'll make the laundry room look nice and we'll add pretty railing to the porch, all these things. Just as we can, as we can afford it, as we find the materials, we'll just take our time and do it. So that was our original plan going into it. But then interstage left social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's kind of jumping ahead in the story so we can slow it down from there. But that's kind of the gist of where the story started. Yeah. Well, isn't it crazy? Social media is such a cool tool in so many ways. Such but, a cool tool. Um, oh, yes. But yeah, I... I think that kind of the approach that you took really is so much more digestible and doable for most people. I think the downside, like like you said, like there's probably been a lot of gifts that have come from social media in your journey. But I think the hard part about social media is like we see people doing things that are they're able to just do, you know, overnight or in a quick, you know, quick project or whatever. <laughs> and we feel like, well, if I can't do that, I shouldn't do it at all. You know, and right. it's like there actually are a lot of people who are doing this frugally, slowly yes. over the course of two, three, four, five, six, seven years. It's just not nearly as flashy yes. as it is on social media. It's exactly. not, it doesn't look cool to show a project that takes you a year to finish. Yeah. It's just not as fun. True, truly. But I also think like there's a life lesson in that too, because like if you think about yourself, 
You know, I always think about like when you're being grown as a person or you're being stretched as a person, you don't have growth overnight. Usually it's over the course of an experience that lasts several years or a challenging season or whatever. And it's kind of like, like there's demo being done on yourself, you know? Yes, I love it. They just think we come and we want, we just want to like get to the other side, I think is the reality. And like, of course we want to Amazon prime our life, Amazon prime, the dream house, like everything what we want, like two day free shipping. And it's like, that's just not the reality for like the really precious things in life, whether that's building a home, building a family, building a like a, a dream career, like whatever it is, those things take refining. They take setbacks. They take time. And I just think it's important to hear that and be reminded of that in a social media world where things seem to happen instantaneously. So I absolutely. Yeah. And Daniel sometimes will be like, why do you dwell on the fact? Like just today I posted a post about um, our fertility journey. And, you know, he's like, why do you always dwell on those things? I'm like, because it's important to me that people hear these stories. It didn't just happen overnight. We didn't just get five kids. We didn't just get a dream house. We didn't just get to this place in our careers. It was a very long, very hard journey. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure people never forget that. And that I never forget that. Mm -hmm. I never want to lose appreciation for what we went through. Yes, absolutely. I completely agree. I think that's so important because, yeah, you sometimes see people on the other side. And when you're in the middle, it can feel like that's so far away. And so just being reminded that it's truly a journey is important. Okay. So going back to some of the, the practicals, I would love if you can just share maybe some practical tips that you have for saving money when building, renovating decorating and sourcing materials for a home because all of those things can be incredibly expensive. There's all sorts of different price points for all of that. But what like practical tips do you have for saving money when doing those things? So first of all, anything you can do yourself is going to be cheaper. When you bring in a contractor, you bring in someone to do it, your price is probably going to go up at least 50% automatically. Mm -hmm. So generally, you know, you're paying 50% for materials, 50% for the person to do it, which Mm -hmm. in some cases, totally worth it. Um, My husband (laughs) does contracting, so definitely it's worth it in some scenarios. But Mm -hmm. if you're trying to save money, learn to do it yourself. When we went to clear our property... I don't remember what it was going to cost us, but Daniel had never felled a tree in his life, which is what they officially call cutting a tree. But he went on YouTube, hours watching videos, learned how to fell a tree, bought the equipment, and he ended up cutting down like 60 some pines on his own. Like he figured it out. He did it. So in this day and age, there are so many resources and tools available to us. It's not like, you know, when our parents were our age and they had to like ask Uncle Joe, like, come help mm-hmm. me do this. Yeah. Like we truly can get online or read our book or mm-hmm. any other other resources that are out there and learn how to do pretty much anything that there is to be done. So that's my number one tip. Figure out how to do it yourself. Secondly, think outside the box for your materials. Mm-hmm. Not always do we have to just, you know, go to whatever store and buy the most expensive thing. Mm-hmm. You can go to Habitat for Humanity and find like things on the shelves that builders have donated for tax credits. Mm. You can Facebook Marketplace is insane. Like Daniel spends countless hours on Facebook Marketplace mm. trying to find materials and things that we can use. Mm-hmm. So just look outside, think outside the box. Like, how yeah. could I use something that maybe nobody else would think to use to save myself some money? And it's going to look cooler and it's going to be unique to you. You're not just going to have the house that looks like everybody else on the block. Yeah. So good. So true. Okay. So something else I, so I want to just clarify this. You and your husband didn't necessarily have like formal background or training in construction and design, correct? Or did you? No, absolutely not. So Daniel Daniel had done like flooring, so tile work, but that is totally different than like, you know, digging a stem wall and building a foundation and framing walls. Right. So when it got to the end, it came in helpful, but the whole process was new to us. Okay. Okay. So then my question is, how did you figure out what to do and how did you know when to do something yourself versus when it was time to hire help? Like what helped you make those decisions? So when it 
came time to knowing that it needed to be done as like our electricity. That was something we weren't super, super familiar with. So we had someone come in and we hired him and he helped us and he taught us, showed us how to do it, walked along with us. But then something like the roof, that was way too dangerous. Like we did not want to step foot up there. I didn't, it wasn't worth risking our lives. It wasn't worth the danger. So that was something we completely subbed out. Like you guys come in and do this. The spray foam insulation, it was cheaper to hire someone to come in and do it than it was to try to find the materials ourselves Mm -hmm. and like find a truck to do it. Mm -hmm. So we would just kind of weigh out each thing with pros and cons and cost Mm -hmm. and just see what was the best choice for us. Um, So it ended up being four things that we subbed out total. And then everything else we either did ourselves or worked with someone hand in hand to do it with them. Yeah, that's awesome. That's pretty good. Only hiring out four things. Like that's, there's a yeah, lot of other things. Cool. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, no kidding. Kudos to you. That's awesome. Okay. So something else I'd be curious about is just when designing and planning out what you want to do, what factors do you consider with each room that you work on? Like there's a lot of areas of a home from the kitchen to the bedrooms to the living areas. So what are some key factors that you considered when it came to the rooms that you were working on before you actually started building and renovating and designing? So I sat down and really thought through how our family functions. Mm -hmm. And that's the cool thing when you're doing your own build or your own renovation is you can truly customize the space to what your family needs. So for us, Daniel and I both work out of the house. We homeschool our kids. We have a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. So I thought through, like, how do we walk in the door? Where do we put our stuff? How do I want my laundry room to work? Daniel gets bothered by the sound of the washer and the dryer going. So we got to make sure we're not putting that right next to the living room. So he's not going to get annoyed while he's watching TV. Where can we put a laundry chute so that the kids don't have laundry sitting in each of the rooms? I can put it right down into my laundry room. So just really thinking through our daily lives in all seasons, not just where we are right now. For example, we did the closet systems. And for Crew's room, we didn't take his shoe and figure out how big the shoe rack should be. We took Daniel's shoe. Mm. So that way he would, it would grow with him. It wasn't just for that season of a little four-year-old's life. It would have lasted his entire life. Mm-hmm. So just really thinking that through like where we put the light switches, we would walk through the front door and think through like, where do I want to turn a light on? When I go to bed, where do I want to turn these lights out? Do I want to have to walk through the living room to turn them off? Mm-hmm. Or do I want to switch right here? Like just think through your whole day and make it as functional as you can. Yeah. Have you been wanting to make the switch to cleaner living and clean beauty, but feeling really overwhelmed on where to start and how to sift through all the different options out there? Friend, I get it. I have been there. When I first started my clean living journey, I was so overwhelmed and I was having such a hard time in one area in particular. I was having a really hard time finding beauty products that were clean, safe, toxin-free, but also really worked because the tricky part was I wanted to use clean products, but every time I would try clean makeup or clean shampoo or clean skincare, it just seemed like they didn't work as well as my old toxic favorites. And I found myself always wanting to go back to the more conventional stuff because it actually worked. My makeup stayed all day. My skincare was working well. So I was having a really hard time in this area until I discovered Crunchy. Crunchy is a high-performing clean beauty brand that honestly performs just as well, if not better, than my old toxic favorites. Not only that, but they are eco-friendly, they're plastic positive, which means they take more plastic out of the environment than they put in, and they're also Leaping Bunny certified and cruelty-free as well as vegan. So if you've been looking for a clean option for makeup and skincare, for clean beauty, but you just need something that works well and that doesn't harm the environment and that doesn't harm animals... 
Crunchy is the place to be. I highly recommend starting with the primer and foundation when it comes to makeup or the cleansing bar and the Clarolite when it comes to the skincare. And if you use my link, you can get $10 off your first order. So just go to crunchy.com slash Jordan Dooley and the $10 off will apply on the last page of checkout to your first order. Or you can just tap the link in the show notes on this episode to shop with that link and get the $10 off applied to your first order. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. I'm like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one for one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. 
So what we recommend doing is printing out a list or writing down a list of non-negotiables for each person, really, like mainly your, you know, you and your husband, because that's or your spouse, that's mm-hmm. the main people that are there, but your children matter to you. So write down your non-negotiables and put them in order. This is my top number one. This is what I want in this house down to, this is the thing I like, but you know, it's, it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. And then as you're figuring out your budget and you're allotting it towards those different items, do your best to treat it equally. So, you know, Daniel gets something, I get something. Mm-hmm. And then as you work down, it's staying equal. So Daniel's not getting his top five things. And then I only got one thing. You're, you're kind of equally going back and forth on this list with the budget and making sure that at least you're getting your top one or two per person. Mm-hmm. And the further down it goes, obviously, the more negotiable it is. Sure. So if like me, it was a wraparound porch and a massive window over my kitchen sink. For me, those are my two like non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. These are what I want. Yeah. And so we just made sure that we, we made room in the budget to make those things happen. Yeah, so good. That's really, I think, simple and practical, yes. but also like yep. important and, do- and doable. So love that. Okay, so... Another question I have is I want to know what tips you have for modernizing your home without a major renovation. Like maybe someone's not building from the ground up. Maybe they're in a builder grade home and they kind of want to make it feel more custom to themselves. Or, you know, maybe they're in an older home and just kind of want to give it some updates. How can they go about doing that without necessarily like demoing all the walls? Sure. So great, easy thing, paint. It is the cheapest, easiest way to upgrade anything. Mm-hmm. So fresh coat of paint on walls. Actually, we did just buy this 1890s Victorian house. Mm-hmm. And in every single room except the kitchen and bathrooms, that's all we're doing. We're mm-hmm. painting. We're not doing anything to the windows, the walls. We're not st- tearing out the ceilings. Mm-hmm. I take that back. We are taking down the popcorn ceiling. So if you have popcorn ceiling, go ahead and scrape that out because <laughs> that's a great way to modernize the space. And it's mm-hmm. It's a lot of work, but it's cheap. So that's a great way to take the popcorn ceiling out too. The paint is your number one thing. Uh, Secondly would be wall trimming. So like adding in some wainscoting or if you like shiplap, whether vertical or horizontal, Mm -hmm. just some cheap, easy way to really add some texture to your room. Could do some built-ins that are very inexpensive, like frame out a TV, maybe add some bookcases on either side thinking through that functionality and storage that we talked about as well, Mm -hmm. making sure that it's really going to lend itself to making it functional for your family, not just cluttering the space up. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So good. So what would you say is the more most important piece of advice that you would give to someone if they, if they are building from scratch? So like not including, not Mm -hmm. in like the renovation conversation, but now for somebody who's like, no, 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 we're really wanting to do this from the ground up. (laughs) We're starting from zero. What would you say is like your number one or number one and two piece of advice? Expect the unexpected would be my number one piece of advice. Just know going in, there's going to be issues. And then I mean, honestly, that would be for any renovation. There's going to be problems. Things are going to arise. Something's going to get delayed. Something's going to get broken. Someone's not going to show up on time. Something's going to happen. And if you know that going in, when it happens, instead of getting frustrated and being like, oh my gosh, this is ruining everything and this isn't right. You're like, oh, hey. This is one of those things that I knew was going to happen and let's, let's cross it off the list. It happened, it's done. And you know, that's one less unexpected thing I have to wait for. So you almost kind of see it as like a positive instead of a negative. 
because that's the biggest thing we found, not only with ourselves, but all those years of dealing with clients Mm. is when things would come up, it was just like it was the end of the world Mm. and coaching them that, hey, something's going to happen. We don't know what it is, but let's get, let's together wait for it and see what it's going to be. This is going to be a fun thing, you know? So just make it a positive instead of a negative. That would be my biggest piece of advice. And then my next piece would be just communication. Mm. Talk about it, whether you're with your spouse or if you have contractors or subcontractors, communication makes all the difference in the world. When those things happen, when those problems arise, if you're talking about it and you're having open communication, Mm -hmm. it makes them much less stressful than if you just don't know what's going on or you have no, if you're holding it all in and then it all is going to explode. And then my third little piece of advice would be just to make time for each other and your kids outside of the bill. So, you know, like going to dinner and like, I'm not allowed to talk about the bill tonight. Mm, Yeah, that's good. I I mean, I think that's such a good boundary to have too, because I think about when my husband and I were working more together on the same business, we now have separate businesses. But when we were working in the same business for a while, it kind of felt like business took over. Like when there's a big project or goal, like you can almost become like co-workers more so than like family and friends and lovers. And so like, we had to set boundaries like that too. Like we would literally go out to dinner sometimes and be like, we have to put this on the personal cards because we will not talk about business. And if we talk about business, yes. we're going to be tempted to write it off and put it on the business card, you know, and just I like know, yeah. little like, you know, boundaries like that really do help you stay connected outside of whatever project or goal it is you're working on. So yeah, I love that. I think that's so good. Okay. Speaking yes. of the relational aspect of all of this, I think this is a perfect time to ask this question. How do you juggle being a wife and mom and also casually supervising the construction of a home? Because I think a lot of women are interested in this kind of thing, but they're like, how? Like literally how? <sighs> that is a really great, great question. And I wish I could just like lay you out a blanket answer that would, you know, solve <laughs> Don't you it have for like everyone. the three-step plan? Come on. <laughs> I truly wish I did, but I don't. It is truly just rolling with the punches, Mm -hmm. being flexible. When I wake up every single day, I don't exactly know what my day is going to hold. Like like I said, I'm right here right now. I've been tearing out plaster over a brick chimney all day. I ran a daughter to an orthodontist appointment. (laughs) Now I'm on a podcast. Like you just never know what's going to happen in a day. So just putting aside those expectations Mm -hmm. and opening your mind up and just rolling with it. While still taking time for yourself, like you can't just get so wrapped up. And I don't know if everyone else's husbands are like this, but my husband has the ability, like when we get home, he just shuts it off. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm done. I'm home. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just going to lay on the couch and that's it. My day's over. Mm -hmm. As mom, I can't do that. Like I'm home. Okay. So now we got dinner and then we got dishes and we got laundry. And then, you know, we have all these other things that are going on. And I just, my mind doesn't stop until I lay down. Mm -hmm. And so, and even then it, you know, half the time it's still rolling. So just making sure that you're taking some time to let your mind rest and not get just so caught up in it. Because as a woman, it is very hard to do that. And you have to be intentional about it. Like, I'm just not going to stress about it. Let my mind go over here and rest. Maybe go get a pedicure, go to dinner with a friend, do something that allows you to get your mind off of it. Yeah, so good. That's so good. Okay, this might be the most important question of all of the questions, but this is what I want to end with because I think this is so cool. So I'm curious how your home building project kind of became an avenue. You shared about a little bit on social media too, like you mentioned that earlier in your story. But how did your home building project become an avenue to share your love of Christ with the world? Oh, that's a good question. So, and this was kind of a controversial thing, I think, that I've I've had some people kind of push me on this. But as we shared our lives and, sh- and it, it started with our house, you know, just the building process. And then it kind of turned into our family and our lives and, you know, all the hats that I wear, not just a house. Mm-hmm. And 
I see it as just sharing my life and the love that I have for my kids and my husband mm-hmm. and the joy and the peace that we have. Mm-hmm. I just hope that people can look at that and see there's something different mm-hmm. without me having to blatantly say, you know, like you need to go to church and you need to get saved. You know, like mm-hmm. I just hope that they see there's, there's something different about that family. And mm-hmm. I want to know what it is. And that it just has kind of opened up and given us this opportunity to just naturally share mm-hmm. without having to say these specific words. But if you look at our comment section, you just constantly see like, you're so, I wish you were my mom and I wish you're such an amazing mom. And I wish my mom loved me like this or how, you know, all these different comments and you just point people in the right direction without having to say a word, mm-hmm. just your actions, your actions to me, actions speak so much louder than words. Mm-hmm. And it has just truly been amazing to see how this door has opened mm-hmm. and something we thought was one thing. We thought we we're just sharing a house building journey mm-hmm. and it has truly just opened up so many doors and become an opportunity opportunity that we would have never in a million years fathomed. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's so much power in just getting to reflect like God's love to the world through the work that you do. And I think we can put yes. so much pressure on ourselves of like, how do I do that? What do I say? And it's like, we'll just like live authentically. And then when yes. you have the opportunity to speak up, speak up. But like, I think yes. when we overthink that or we compartmentalize it too much it, or formalize it too much, it loses its its impact, you know? So absolutely, I, love that. I think that's so good. Okay. So you have a book, you have resources online, all the things. So please, as we wrap up, let us know where can we hear more from you? If someone wants to follow your journey and see your family and all the things that you share, where can they find you on social media? And also what's the name of your book and where can they find it? Okay. So we are Jet Set Farmhouse, which our last name is Jet and we're the Jet Set. So Jet Set Farmhouse on all platforms. JetSetFarmhouse.com is our blog. And our newest book is called Create Your Dream Home on a Budget. And it is available anywhere that books are sold. Awesome. I love it. I am totally picking that up for anyone else. We'll put it in the show notes if you want to check it out. And we'll also link your social in the show notes. But Noelle, thank you for being here. Thank you for everything you've shared. It's been so encouraging for those of us who may feel a little overwhelmed by the idea of home projects or just you know doing these kind of things. You've made it feel very doable. And it's been very encouraging to just hear your story and your heart. And I've just loved chatting with you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the opportunity. I've truly appreciated it. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, 
We understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.